and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest this week is William Christopher Ford. Now, William, he played Dennis in Karate Kid Part 3. He was one of Mike Barnes's henchmen. We talk about him getting the role, what other role that he auditioned for, and just the whole legacy of Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. His latest project is fascinating. It's called 52 Masters. When William turned 52, he decided that he wanted to seek out 52 martial art masters to train with them. William, very heavily involved in martial arts as well, has a school. And each episode is him training with another master. And it's about, I think, about 10, 12 episodes out now. They're really good. Two of the episodes you might know featuring Bobby Brown, played by Sensei Ron Thomas. Yes, he's a real-life sensei. And Daryl Vidal, who created the crane kick for Karate Kid and was one of the semifinalists in the movie. Great episodes. William, super nice guy. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with him. So, William, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it today. Thank you, Noel. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And before we kind of like, you know, look back and reminisce, um, talk to me about 52 Masters, because I think it's a fascinating, uh, you know, project. I watched the uh, Ron Thomas one, who I had on, on my show last yeah. year, you know, Bobby Brown from Karate Kid and now Cobra Kai. Um, yeah. So, like, how did you, like, come up with this idea and, like, just... Talk about just the whole process of going through it. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for watching my show and supporting sure. it. And I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, I'm a lifelong student of martial arts. I started when I was seven years old. Um, my first influences were David Carradine on the Kung Fu show. And right. <laughs> Sensei Fumio Demura at the, the live, you know, um, demonstration that he used to do at Japanese Deer Park and Village mm -hmm. in Buena Park. And then it was... Uh, Bruce Lee, you know, who, you know, like so many people, I discovered him and, and um, just lost my mind. And so I've always wanted to just be a student of the martial arts and continue to improve myself. So, you know, I'm a, I've been studying martial arts for coming up this May will be 48 years. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm a black belt in an Okinawan style of karate called Shoryu, which is, um, you know, that, that's my base style, but I also yeah. cross-train. I you know, train jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, boxing, I wrestling. I, I like it all, Filipino martial arts. Right. Um, so, you know, coming, um, I'm 54 years old now. And when, when I was um, 51, I'm always big on like, trying to do some event that ties yeah. into some catchy title or some number. Right. Um, so I thought, hmm, I'm going to be 52. What's, what's something I could do? And then... I thought, you know what, why don't I train with 52 different masters of the martial arts and we'll call it 52 experts. Yeah. I, went, I wrote it down. Nah, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> 52 really skilled people. Nah. And then I said, you know what, just call it 52 masters. And right. um, the goal is train with one master for every week of the year 52 masters mm -hmm. 52 weeks 52 cards in a deck yeah and uh of course you got a couple of jokers in there <laughs> but that was the plan and so you know we we're able to do this with just you know really really small crew um my buddy jim towns who's, you know who's directed all of them and uh a couple of different camera people and we were really surprised at you know wow this is really cool right. and we were able to keep doing it. And then pretty soon it got, you know, we were able to get it on Amazon. And so 10 episodes are streaming on Amazon right now. Um, and we've been able to attract people like Ron Thomas, like Daryl Vidal, you know, like yeah. Daryl Vidal and I go way back, you know, right. back in the days, you know, as, as you know. Um, but that's been the great experience of 52 Masters, you know, and, and the heart of it is being able to talk to these people and they, 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 they share their heart. You know, they, right. They share their, 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 their humanity sometimes you know what's surprising is like i it's surprising at how funny most of these martial artists are you know the yeah. common thread in all of them though is all of them are good people who are dedicated and committed to a lifeline a lifelong study and sharing of martial arts and right. 
no matter who I interviewed, it just seemed like, you know, and I've only gotten about 26, through, you know, all the way through. Okay. Yeah. But we're, we're almost done. People say, oh, are you going to, now that you're like 54, you're going to change the title to 54 yeah. Master? No, I'm no. just, I'm going to yeah. keep it to 52. It's just, I'm not going to take 52 years to finish the thing, you know? Right. So me with my white, you know, beard. White beard yeah. It's like, hey, no, guess what? I finally finished. <laughs> so that's the, that's the story of 52 Masters. It's on Amazon and YouTube. You can see all the episodes on YouTube. And then um, I got two more in the can with uh, Graciela Casillas and uh, Farabosa Shock. Got a few more coming up. Uh, you know, I mean, I've got, you know, a lot more spots and, and hopefully we'll get some some other greats in there as well. Right. That's great. Like you said, it's on Amazon Prime, I think. Some episodes stream on, on YouTube is, yeah. uh, as well. Now, yeah. has it been easy to like uh, to have these senseis agree to come on? Um, actually, it's been really easy. I okay. mean, there are some that just, uh, you know, everyone who's agreed to be on, it's been easy, you know. And, right. You know, the class can be more philosophical or we could do a little bit or there's really some heavy sweating going on. Right. You know, I, I trained with Benny Arquides. That was just a great episode all, all around because I got to train and sweat and I was tired. <laughs> but having him share some of his stories yeah. was just amazing. Um, yeah. So, so far, but you know, I, I've gotten some people that I've approached and they usually don't say no, but right. the, if they say no, they don't answer me back. So, yeah, um, I know that feeling. <laughs> I get ghosted, you know, and I'd rather yeah. have you say, dude, no, leave me alone, not yeah. interested. Right. But there's this just, I know you read my message, exactly. you know, and nothing, you know, right. so, you know, I, I, I could take a hint, you know, but the thing is, um, there are people out there, local who would love to be on the show and right. who are dedicated martial artists and who are not famous. Yeah. I don't care. I, right. uh, I the, the heart of the show is people like you and me talking right yeah. now right. to people who've been doing martial arts for a very long time. Me as the student, yeah. me as the teacher. You know? right. that's, that's really the heart of the show. Yeah. But thank you so much for, I, I, I love talking about 52 Masters. Not, oh yeah, no, I put, yeah. Not because it's about me, but you know. Yeah, no, of course. No, it's, I think it's fascinating. I plan to, you know, to, to keep watching them. Uh, now, like, what's like the furthest distance you've gone to actually train with one of these masters? Um, I've been able to keep it pretty much here in Southern California. I, I don't think I've ever done one remotely. Although okay. uh, Jose Torres in New Jersey, uh, he's going to be flying me out there in June. And oh, nice. I'm going to be doing, he's got a, he publishes a magazine called the Martial Arts Experience and Action Martial Arts, and he also does a podcast show like you're doing. Right. So Jose and I uh, haven't actually met, but, you know, I, we've talked several times and he's like, like I feel like a really, really strong connection to him. Right. So that's going to be our first uh, one that we actually travel. Yeah. However, uh, we have gotten people who have been, happened to be here in town from other places okay uh, hawaii for example and it's like hey while you're in town yeah you know, it, it kind of turns out to like would you like to teach a seminar here at my dojo and can and, you get yeah. two masters afterwards right. so burton richardson did that and ed smith and it's sometimes we just get we get lucky and we're just able to catch somebody while they're in town i don't have the kind of budget where i can really travel up to you know i'd love to have a netflix budget and of do course. like frank, frank grillo and you know do fight world and things like yeah. that you know, right. uh, and Frank Grillo is one of my favorite martial artists and favorite actors. I uh, he's great, yeah. I haven't had a chance to meet him, but if you have a connection with him, I, I wish, yeah. You know, I was like, tell him that I would love to have him on yeah. my show and have him just beat the heck out of me. <laughs> yeah, no, he's yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, yeah, you know. he's a legitimate martial artist and a really good actor. You know? yeah. So. yeah, have you gotten what you expected to get out of these so far? Yes, I have actually. Yes, I have. It's been great. Uh, humbling, you know, and so much fun. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, the common thread, the, the question I always ask in the show is, well, what would you like to tell your students if this was your last day on earth, this is your last class? That's my favorite question. And, um, oftentimes it's, hey, have fun, enjoy the journey, you know, 
do your best, don't give up. You know, those right. are the, the, the kind of wisdoms yeah. that you know, like, okay. You know? Right. you know, and it's never like, um, really work on your front kick. You know, it's never <laughs> that. It's always something that is, it transcends martial arts and it, right. it permeates through other aspects of your lives, yeah. which is what it should. Yeah, yeah. My son, who turned 16 in December, is a black belt in, in oh, Kempo. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's the instructor? Uh, in, um, actually, he had two. We live in Connecticut. Okay. So he's been going to school since he's, I think, about seven. So he's been doing this for nine years now. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. So the, you know, his sensei actually moved to Florida. And luckily, he found someone who was super teacher able to keep the school open. Yeah. And he, he just sold him the school rather than you know, tell the students to go elsewhere because there are a lot of, you know, karate, you know, dojos in the area, but you want to pick the right one because, you, oh, yeah. you know, and I, it's very important because you, you, you trust your kids with these teachers and you hear stories, not just in karate, but all sports, how sometimes these teachers, you know, are a little wacky. I've had a couple of those in my day. You know? Right. I certainly have. Uh, it's got to be a good fit, man, you know, yeah. uh, and, and my method might not work for you. And somebody else's method may not work. At the end of the day, it's got to be a fit. It's it's not so much about the style, although, you know, you want to look at the features of the style and say, okay, what, you know, what's yeah. this style about? But I think more importantly is the instructor and how they present the material and whether or not you connect with them or not. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, most people don't really care if it's karate or taekwondo or jujitsu. I mean, there is to an extent. Some people yeah. are looking for grappling. Some people are looking more for right. like, you know. A striking art so you know that is part of it but i found that people you know in, in regards to looking for karate or karate they are just looking for you know a good teacher and yeah. somebody who can help their kids improve and help their kids uh, learn to empower themselves right exactly right so uh, that's great news kempo i i know i have a lot of kempo friends out here yeah he's um well, you know, obviously with the whole, you know, pandemic, he hasn't really hadn't been able to go to a lot of classes. So he sure. goes what he can now. He's a junior in high school. So obviously so much other stuff going on. So he's trying to get back into it as well. He got me involved a little bit, but I kind of hurt my back. So. <laughs> well, you want to make sure that you, you know, you, you scale to the level that allows you to continue to keep coming back. Right. Uh, you know, because it's not about no pain, no gain. It's no brain, no gain. And you want yeah. to make sure you train smartly. So. Right. I, yeah, and of course, you know, the back and the knees are real crucial. Yeah. So, uh, take care of you, sir. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So um, when, do you, when do you expect to have some more episodes out? Um, in, in a couple of months, we should start up again. You know, obviously, mm -hmm. 2020 kind of sidetracked me. Yeah. But 2021 looks like it's going to be more fun, you know. So absolutely. We shall see. And while I'm not ready to kind of jump back into a big class like I've done in the past, it, it's, you know, people are more comfortable, myself included, being like, hey, can we do this one-on-one, -on -one, you know, mm -hmm. where it's just you, me, and my camera guy. Right. And it, it, it's just much more of a controllable situation that way. And yeah. I get a private lesson. It's kind of cool. It's really one-on-one. Exactly. -on -one. Yeah. So it's kind of selfish on my part. It's like, you know, yeah, yeah I, get, I get to be a private lesson with the master. You know, this right. is really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah how much of the stuff that if you learned have you kind of you know taught your students it it, it finds its way into classes you know yeah. uh, things about footwork um just little things you know that i'm gonna steal this and i like to give credit where credit is due of course right. you know but yeah. it's like hey check this out in yeah episode such and such with <laughs> this master this is what i learned and i'm going to show it to you and right. i can't do it as well as this person did it but you know uh here's something really interesting that you got to take a look at yeah. that's that that's my approach to teaching too right so obviously besides being a master uh an actor too you know so, you know years ago in uh, karate kid part three Yes, sir. I don't, don't want to like you know date it you know make us feel old <laughs> oh you know yeah. karate kid three Here's an interesting story. You know, I, I, I got cast. I went down to the audition where Sean Kanan was. Also, right. he was in line. You know, he got to go in. John Alvison came out with his cameraman. Took some time to talk to me. I gave him a picture and resume. He said, "I look too old." 
I get a call a week uh, a call the week later from his casting Jones Carol Jones. She calls me in for the role of Mike Barnes. I do a horrible, horrible, god awful audition. Right. Carol was nice and Carol was such a nice person that she 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 wasn't gonna like, you know, kill my dreams. She just yeah. Said, that was very nice, Mr. Ford. Thank you very much. I got to right. thank you very much. You know, at that time, I didn't know of any training. So I was like, hey, I rocked it. I'm going to get this part because she said I was good, right? right exactly. And a week later, two weeks later, three weeks later, I'm going, gosh, they didn't call. So I guess I didn't get it. And then right before production is supposed to start around December 4th or 5th or something like that, I get a call and they said, well, you know, Mike Barnes has been cast, but we need some people to be his uh, henchmen and they need to know much life. So I, I went down. Um, met with Pat Johnson who played the referee and right. was the coordinator. You know, he's very famous, Pat Johnson. Right. Legitimate hardcore martial artist. He said, oh, you look fine. We got to introduce you to John. Um, since if Fumio Demer is on the set, who had been my old friend. And yeah. He was, uh, hey, what are you doing here? And I kind of tell him. And finally, John Evelson shows up. They introduce me and they're like, hey, um, this is, uh, at that time, it was Christopher Paul Ford. This is Christopher Ford. I have William now, but um, and then he looked at me and he goes, well, how old are you, son? And I said, 22, sir. You know, same answer I gave him before. Yeah. Ah, you look young enough. Fire him. You know? so right, yeah. They were under the guns there. They were like, you know what? Close enough. You right. Know? So, um, and then since they dumb her up, I'm always, I always love to tell this story. He, he, he looks at John and he goes, hey, John, is kid okay? And uh, he gave me that, you know. Yeah. And that endorsement. And right. John's like, good enough for Sensei, good enough for me. And yeah. that, that's how that all started. So, you know, flash forward to, you know, 31 years later. And, um, you know, initially I, I had a hard time getting even arrested after that. You know, I thought this is my big break. I got into the union yeah. on this. You know, now I'm going to be going out on auditions. I'm going to get right. a great agent. And none of that happened. And um, it was frustrating, you know, and, and my self-esteem took a real big hit, you know, over the years because, you know, that whole rejection thing that actors go through where yeah. you're just like, gosh, I'm unhirable. I can't even get an audition, you know, and back then I should have been more patient also because, you know, there were agents who I signed with and I didn't give them, I didn't give enough time to the relationship, you know, I thought, you know, get me out there, get me an yeah. audition and I want to see something next week. Right, you're impatient. Then, yeah, months go by and you're like, you know what? I'm getting a new agent. You yeah. know, and so you do this a few times, and it's not until you get older where you go, dude. You know, maybe I ought to take responsibility for where I am, and maybe it's something that I'm either doing or not doing. You know, and even if it's not, take responsibility and go, okay, well, what can I do? You know, right. um, I have a lot of lessons to learn. You know, between then and now about life, you know, and there's no greater sensei than life itself. Right. Um, thought I knew everything, you know, didn't want to listen to anybody. And, you know, later on, you're going, wow, everybody was right, you know. So 31 years later, just as Boba Fett has made his miraculous right. return, and I love Boba Fett, he's my favorite. Yeah. Um, and that gives me hope for not only me, and but my career also, because suddenly Cobra Kai appears a few years ago, you know, and then and all the questions start. And then yeah. all of a sudden I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of really kind messages from fans saying, hey, we really mm -hmm. loved you in Karate Kid 3. And at first I was like, you remember me? You know, yeah. they're like, well, of course. Of You're course, yeah. management, man. You know, we remember yeah. that double spinning back kick you did against bars and everything. Right. You know, you know uh, so the, the fans have been very, very kind to me. And I, just it's, it's so like oh thank thank you for remembering me and yeah. thank you for keeping Dennis alive but I have my school here in Torrance the Kaizen Dojo I love teaching I love helping kids um learn to empower themselves I love being able to teach people how to effectively and efficiently defend themselves protect themselves and I'm also back into acting where you know I'm self-producing 52 masters is right. more documentary style but I'm also working on other things and I'm starting to kind of get out there now with um, signing with the manager and okay. things like that. Right. So all of a sudden now it's like, oh, you know, yeah. and they say 30, it takes 20 to 30 years, right, to become an overnight sensation. Of well, course. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right on schedule. You're right, there. You're right there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was able to let my hair grow out and, and, and 
have maturity and and and, and yeah. I'm really comfortable in my own skin. And I'm confident That's great. Yeah. Buddy, and I can I can keep everything in perspective. You know, here's the thing: you can have fame and you can have money and all that. That's great. There's a lot of things you can do with that, and there's a lot of good things you can do with that. You know, but you got to have real friends and real family who are going to be there when you're not on top of the world. You know? Absolutely. And if you give all that up for all that other stuff, you know, that's a very fickle mistress. And um, you find yourself being very lonely and mm. wondering what happened, you know? So yeah. I'm very, very lucky and blessed and fortunate. I have good friends, good family that I can trust that were there. That's important. Yeah. Back in the day, you know? Right. So I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And awesome. I have no regrets. I don't, um, I, I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for all those years of, you know, it's like, I gotta get a job, man. So, you know, uh, yeah. I guess I, I was delivering pizzas and delivering flowers, yeah. delivering messages, you know, to like, I, was, I worked for a messenger company. Yeah. I, I worked for Federal Express. I worked for UPS, you know. Right. I work for a movie theater, uh, you know, and yeah. sometimes it's like, hey, man, go, you know, clean the bathrooms, you know. I worked for Disneyland as a janitor. I was a janitor okay. in 95, 96. And, I, you know, part of my duty was, you know, bathroom duties, right? So yeah. you go in there and, you know, you, you clean up everybody's poo, you know. And um, why are you doing it? Like, man, what am I doing here? Like, yeah. What happens, you know? But I had a job, you know, right. and it was like, you know you you have family you understand your family yeah. man it's like you know your dreams are great but make sure that you can feed yourself and feed your family and take care of the things right. you need to take care of you know and then you know you can, but you know um that's what i went through you know and mm -hmm. uh but it, you know i i'm still here I, I didn't give up i encourage everybody out there just to you know, just keep showing up you know you get knocked down get back up again yeah you know dust yourself off right try it again you know yeah. it's okay you know, you got a little bit of a bloody nose. That's okay, right. man. That's yeah. a battle scar, you know? Right. And find a way to find joy in what you do, you know? And, uh, you know, really look for the things in your life that you can appreciate. You know? yeah. And uh, look, I get to be here with you today. What an honor and a privilege, man, you know? Uh, I, I've never oh. met you before today, but I can tell you're a nice guy. You know? <laughs> I, try to be. I try to be. No, it's just a pleasure. Like we, you mentioned before, like about getting ghosted. And you know, I've been doing this for like four years now. I've yeah. got a lot, a lot more yeses than noes, but I got a hell lot of no responses. Sure. And like, I'd rather people just say no, thank you, yeah. or you know, I'm not interested than just waiting on. And then I'll email them every every month or so, you know. And I don't get anything. I'm like, all right, I don't want to be a you know a crazy stalker or anything like that. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll I'll, I'll just move on. But yeah, like, yeah, I, I totally hear you. I totally hear you. Yeah. And and. Um, you know, nobody wants to be that dude where finally they just go, look, leave me alone. You know, exactly. well, I would if you would just say no. Just say no. Just say no. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it's a, it's a, it's that fine line you're trying to hit between being persistent right. and not giving up and then just being, uh, you know, looked at as a psycho stalker. Exactly. You know, so yeah. uh, I was happy that you asked me and I'm glad that we're finally able to connect here. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And yeah, and like the whole karate kid slash Cobra Kai like universe, everyone's so nice, you know, because I've had Sean Kane on a couple times. Oh, yeah. Know, He's my now, yeah. Had Daryl on Ron and even before yeah. um I had Rob Garrison before he passed. Oh and, man. Yeah. I, I I had a chance to meet him twice. Like one time right. he and William Zopka visited the set of karate kid three. Right. And yeah, he told me that, that he would do set, yeah. That was pretty, you know, like they were, oh my God, this is really cool. This is the next yeah. generation of Cobra Kai. Right. And a couple months later, I'm on the freeway and I, there's somebody honking at me, waving at me. And I'm, yeah. You know, and it's it's William Zopka. And he's going, hey man, remember me? William Zopka. I'm like, of course. dude, of course I know who you are, yeah. you know? Right. But that was really cool. And it kind of stayed with me. And then, um, um, I, I got a chance to meet Mary, Mr. Garrison. I, I had the pleasure of, of being, uh, I got invited to do a Hollywood autograph show. Okay. Uh, the very first time I'd ever done that, Sean Kanan invited me in and Daryl was there. It was kind of a karate kid right. with you. We got a chance to get a picture with Mark Cove and okay. Garrison and Randy yeah. Heller. 
and Sean and Daryl and right. Ron Thomas and yeah. um, Joe Esposito, you know, and I, hope, yeah. I think I'm probably leaving right. somebody. Oh, I was in there too, but you know. Um, <laughs> but um, that, was, that was the time that I actually got a chance to shake his hand, say, nice to meet you, sir. Yeah. You know, I admire your work. He was very nice. And then he was gone. I know. Yeah, that was a shocker, you know. Yeah. It was it was nice to, you know, at least get him on Cobra Kai to kind of close yeah. his, you know, his story and literally put him in a body bag. Well, is, I, and I, I've said, you know, I've said this before, but, you know, maybe some of the viewers haven't heard this yet. That is my favorite episode out of all of them. Yeah. That right. is, it, it's an amazingly well-directed, well-acted, poignant yeah. episode that really, I like, see, here's the thing I love about Cobra Kai. Um, it's not so much the fighting. It's it's when characters from the old show, like Johnny and Daniel, they get together. They're in the car, the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, real talk. Let's just let's just talk to man to man. Why did you do that? You know, and you and then you and then you find out. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know? And um, Ali comes back, right? And. For years, we're thinking, oh, you know what? She just dumped mm. Daniel and she was just, yeah. you know, and then you find right. out. He wow, overreacted, yeah. <laughs> dude, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. man, you know, she was she was the one who was actually like, you know. Yeah. And so uh, that's 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 what I like about the show, where you can actually go back and look at these characters. And they, mm. they've, the big three have taken the time to dimensionalize you know, that aspect right. of the characters. You know, that, that to me is... Why yeah. I watch. Right. And what I like about it is they don't they haven't had stunt casting. They've been brought back somebody just as they could bring them back. Every person they brought back has had a purpose to you know to advance the story. And, yeah. and that's what I like so far about it. You know. Well, you know, I think they've said that you know they would love to bring back um, all the major characters, all the minor yeah. characters if they could, but it's gotta make sense. You right. Know, they, they don't want it to be just stunt casting. Yeah. And I respect that. So, you know, that being said, they've certainly set up some interesting things for season four. That's for sure. And uh, we shall see where that leads. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Man, what a cliffhanger, you know? Yeah, exactly. That was, that was fantastic. And my wife, because I grew up, obviously, when the Karate Kid, you know, yeah. saw the first one in the theater back in 1984. And now my kids get involved because they love Cobra Kai. So it's like <laughs> the one family show that we sit and watch. Nice. So when we watched the last episode, my wife was like, Oh, they're gonna team up to go against Crease. That was like a whole her whole thing that she nailed pretty much since season two. And finally she, she got in this. She was like, I knew it, I knew it, they're gonna get together. So it feels, it was, like, um, it feels like um Infinity War uh and Endgame, you know, it's, right. it's got that like we're gonna team up against Thanos and, and cronies, you know, that, yeah. that kind of feel. And, right. But it's also got some Star Wars feels because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's it, you know, they become Anakin. You know, there's just yeah. there's just so many interesting, like uh, okay, you know, another yeah. twist upon a right. twist. Yeah, so. and like the whole I guess Miyagi verse feels a lot like Star Wars because all the secondary characters are kind of like Star Wars characters as well. Yeah. You know, you have all like like you units, and you could be like you know one of the bounty hunters you see in you know on the Star Destroyer and Empire Strikes Back. You know, everyone has like you know like like Tony O'Dell who played Jimmy in uh, the first Karate. It didn't have any lines yet. They brought him back for Cobra Kai and he was a major part of that episode, you know, so they bring back all these secondary characters and just like Star Wars does, you know, Boba Fett, you know, case in point, everyone loves Boba Fett. He didn't do much in the original trilogy. Now he, he blew up. Mandalorian though? Oh, now he blew up in the Mandalorian. He's fantastic in the show. His return it was great. Yeah, was fantastic. The way they did that, and it was like vindication, justice. Thank you. Right. But you know, I I I relate a lot to Star Wars. Star Wars was the first movie I saw in the theater in 1977. So you know, and I've had a love hate relationship with the series as well. You know, it's yeah, we all have. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you know, the love is is, is very very strong right now. Yeah, right? same here. Here's what I love about the Star Wars universe, though, and uh, and we'll connect this to the Friday Kid universe too. But um, I love the fact that now you know you can love or hate the sequels, love or hate the prequels, but there's enough out there now to where you know what? If you only like the Mandalorian, that's fine. 
that's okay. There, there's yeah. such an, an expansive universe that right. while it would be great if all of it was, you know, at the same quality level, I can say, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy Clone Wars and the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. That's plenty fine for now. You know, that, of that, course. That's there's enough of it. Yeah. Fine. You know, and, and some people may say, hey, in regards to Karate Kid, I, I like, I only like the original movie. That's fine. It is a classic. It's still the best in my opinion. Yeah. You could like the original trilogy. Some people, they like Karate Kid 4. Some people are inclusive and they like all the movies. Which right. Even, right. Even though it's, you know, it's yeah. Not, right. Like, but, yeah. um, you know, and then there are people who only love Cobra Kai and have never seen it. You know, so they're, they're yeah. just, you know, right. there's, there's enough, enough yeah. for anybody, I think, to really go, this is kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's funny because I, I just interviewed Michael Cavallari, who was Ned in the next Karate Kid. Okay. And, okay. Yeah, and like, you know, I mean, he knows the you know, he popped the movie guy probably got shit on a lot, but he's you know he said just he knows the first one is way up here while the other ones are you know lower, but that's okay. You right. just respect it, and you know everyone has an opinion, which is true. Right. Like, it's yeah. Not like, like Karate Kid Three is this brilliant masterpiece movie, and, and you know like like that's so much better than the next Karate Kid. It's like it's yeah. really not. You know, mm-hmm. Karate Kid Three's got a lot of a lot of problems. You know, I'll yeah. I'll be the first one to tell you right. that. Yeah. But it's it's part of history, and, and yeah. I'm very, very proud to be part yeah. of that. My biggest thing with Part Three is it wasn't Part Two, and I don't and I mean it should have been the sequel Part. Yeah. It should have been Part Two because. Yeah. Daniel fought to the death in the second one, and then he's back fighting in the tournament. You know, it just it kind of like lowered the stakes a little bit, and I felt that they should have, you know, flipped it. Just the whole Kree story. I know, like he was out on location, right, shooting another thing, Martin Cove, so he wasn't in a lot something of else. And yeah. uh, so they brought in the Terry Silver character, right? Of course, um, it was so yeah. over the top. He made the movie. I felt. <laughs> oh, you know, as I've said before. Thomas Ian Griffith is a very, very talented actor. Right. Retired writer, you know. Um, he and his wife are an amazing team. Um, and he was hesitant about the way John directed the, in that scene, you know, where right. he's watching maniacally and, you know. Oh, yeah. You know. not just bleed, yeah. <laughs> you know? right, yeah. And, and he was, are you sure, John? And John goes, yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. John, are you sure? Because, you know, he wanted to underplay it, which is like, you know, what a good actor will do, right? It's sort of like, you don't need to oversell it unless it's like, it it, it calls for it. Right. And he did it. And Mm. I think initially his performance was, you know, was highly criticized. And then as the years have gone by, you're just going, I love this. (laughs) You know, you're just going, I love the fact that it's over the top. You know, yeah. if you're going to go for it, go for it. You know, right. So I guess uh, maybe John knew what he was doing. Yeah. Right. I, I recently just watched the uh, Pat Morita documentary that oh, came out. And, that. Yeah. And, and, and you were in it as well. What I know he, he had a lot of demons, obviously, in his life. What, what was the experience like with like working with him on a set? I, I never, I never saw that. I, you know, I never, yeah. I, never moved, you know? I mean, times when he was like a little moody you know right but i i personally never saw him be mean to anybody i never smelled alcohol on him now granted i was pretty naive at that time and you know i i I still consider myself i believe in i believe in the heroes you know i I always want to look up to the people and and I, i tend to put people on a pedestal but um he would be goofing, you know. Um, I, I have, I have fond memories of him on the set. Yeah. You know? And whenever I brought people to the set, we were allowed to do that, where we bring guests. Always treated them nicely. He was always happy to take pictures with them. Took a picture with my mom. Talked to her a little bit. And Pat's Japanese wasn't mm-hmm. great, but he knew enough to get by. You know? Yeah. That's where he threw me under the bus and said. Hey, your son a little young up here and i thought he was gonna say oh yeah your son ah, what a great kid yeah. and he goes um, i'm not lying you know and i was like <laughs> ah. 
And my mom kind of looks at me like disapprovingly. But then he says, oh, good boy. You know, so yeah. he, he, he pulled me out of the pit, you know, but I, um, I, I, I have fond memories of him. You know? Right. Um, I think at heart a good guy. Yeah. There were a lot of things I learned in the documentary that I did not know about. Well, yeah, it's the same here. And thank you for supporting that. Oh, absolutely. And it's on iTunes. Everyone check it out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really good. Also, the one with Fumio Damaro, the, the real Miyagi, that, that documentary yeah. is, is great as well. That was uh, really well done. Same director, Kevin Derrick. Yeah, that's right. Kevin, yeah. you know, living the dream, man. He's, uh, yeah. he's making it happen, and I think he's telling important stories. Right. Absolutely. And I'm sure you probably can't say, but have you been approached yet about Cobra Kai? I, <laughs> I like to, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say anything can happen. And uh, Smart answer. <laughs> and, you know, if it's, if it's right for Dennis to return, if the yeah. opportunity is there and the, and, and again, if it makes sense for the story, right. Uh, I believe that he and Mike Barnes will be back. Yeah. When? Don't know. Yeah. But we shall see. That's right. the that's the that's the honest answer I can give you. Right. I I always said that uh, Mike Barnes is Tori's father, and I, I even oh. I told I told Sean that too. He's like I, I've heard that before, so we'll have to see. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. Anything is possible, you know. Anything yeah. is possible in the universe. So we'll see what happens. I yeah. I particularly like you know I like the character of Miguel. Yeah. You know, he said there's a purity about him that I like. I, I, I really think I, I like his story. You know, that's right. kind of, a lot of it is, I think, his story. Um, just like it was Daniel's story, you know, in yeah. the trilogy. Um, Dimitri, you know, is another one. You know, Comic and, relief, yeah. <laughs> and he just embraces, he's, he's a nerd and a geek and yeah, who he is. And, right. You know, he's he's okay with that. Yeah. yeah there was an article. Yeah, I, I read it was, it was more of like, you know, like an op-ed, how it was criticizing Cobra Kai for not having a Japanese lead in, in the show. And I kind of was a little critical because there's so many diverse characters in that show. Yeah. You know, you really should, can't check off the box every single one. You know, like the whole Cobra Kai dojo is variety of different you could say misfits so, so to speak you know it's not like the first movie when everyone's all like these hunky you know teens there are the different you know characters uh samantha's samantha's first boyfriend was asian miguel yeah. is hispanic so I, mean, I think they they do a good job so far of being diverse yeah i i had heard that and i you know when when there is criticism regarding um yellow face you know right. and, and my mother is from japan so yeah. you know, I'm, I'm i'm multi-ethnic right you know, with a lot of japanese on my mom's side and she's half japanese half native hawaiian and okay my father, my father was his wifey from oregon who <laughs> was uh, <laughs> right english, english german and he says native american but i'm not don't quote me on that one yet um, <laughs> right you know um you know, like when you see wolves that were supposed to be Asian, but they're, you know, played by non-Asian characters. Right. Sometimes it's like, what, what happened? You know, why could they have just cast an Asian person? Yeah. But, you know, we don't have Tamarita anymore, you know? Right. Were he alive, you know, if he were alive, he would be that Japanese yes. character. Right. You know, I, I don't think you can necessarily always have you know, always check the box off you know because then it you know okay what is the story that they're trying to tell you know, and um i i believe that they're doing a pretty good job of keeping it very diverse you know yeah you, you look at the entire cast you know tyler is i'm not sure what his exact ethnicity is um i think he might be korean i don't want to um you know misspeak yeah there's an interesting character there as well, um, right. you know. So, you know, usually he's brought been brought back. You know, they dimensionalize him, Emlyn Tomita. You know, and, and I and I love them both very much. Yeah. Um, usually, I consider a good friend, and I've met Emlyn on a few occasions. He's wonderful. 
they do an amazing job acting as well. Yeah. So we'll see what happens in, in, in the coming seasons. But um, you know, I, I don't I don't really have an issue in, in regards to that with Cobra Kai. Yeah, I, I agree. I because mean, obviously um, Miyagi's son passed away. Yes. Wait, and I don't think you're just going to have create a child just for the sake of, you know, having one there to, like you said, check off a box. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, it, it, it's, you know, I, I would say the best thing for the writers to do is just stay the course. Right. Tell the story. And, Absolutely. You know, everything will come up fine in the end. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, honor the characters, honor their source material, and right. treat the treat the fans with respect. Yeah, that has been the secret, one of the secrets of the success. In addition to the nostalgia for the old movies, that right. is the reason why I love to say this. I love to say I always love to to, to drop John Favreau and Dave Filoni's name in regards to the Star Wars universe because yeah, same thing. They're fans. They respect yeah. the original material. They respect George Lucas. They, they respect the fans. And I think they're trying to tell a story that it's not just fan service, but it's like, no, this is, you know, this is like what we want. Right. This is good kind of fan service. Yeah. So, you know, same with John Hurwitz, same, same with Hayden Sch uh, Schlossenberg, and same yeah. with um, Josh Shields, you know, um, I, they're, they're the same. Right. Yeah. Because you mentioned Star Wars, and I'm still not over episode nine. I, every day there's a part of me just gets very angry about that movie you know <laughs> I, I was a little misty eyed at the end of that Mandalorian oh that was fantastic yeah you know I was um, my buddy Star Wars Theory man you know he, he did a watch party and he was just crying in front of you know the whole world right he black for that and he, yeah I saw that yeah you know but uh, Theory is a good dude um, and did you see our fundraiser that we did recently? I, I saw a, a little bit of it on Facebook. Yeah, I approached him about doing a fundraiser for St. Jude, my favorite charity. Right. And I had noticed that he had done one for uh, through Star Wars Theory and some of the other Star Wars channels out there. You know, Geeks and Gamers and there's, there's a bunch of other Star Wars channels. They all teamed up and they right. raised like $40,000 for St. Jude in like two hours time. Right. So I saw that and I said, we can do that with the Cobra Kai Karate Kid. Yeah. So I approached him. He said, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, I started approaching people and we got the great cast that you saw. Yeah. Um, and we, we did just a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit over 10,000. You know, our goal was 10,000. Right. Which is great. So, you know, we're going to continue to do that, put ourselves into service. If we can use, you know, the platform and fame and the celebrity that we do have right. make the world a better place to help yeah. people out and that's what we should be doing right exactly you know, use it for good not evil <laughs> can, uh, <laughs> yeah. can can people still donate if they want to yes um i'll, I'll you know i'll send you the link there, there was Perfect. a link on my facebook page you know okay. you can find it it's, it's the saint jude link and people i'll keep that link open and, okay. uh, you know between the youtube stream and the um Facebook link that I created and also cash and checks that have been given to me and sent to me. Right. Um, all of those added up together put us over the 10,000. Oh, that's awesome. But you know what? We, we always happy to accept any donations. In any right. Account. I really appreciate yeah. it. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. For yeah, that. definitely. Definitely. Everyone, make sure you give a little, whatever you can, and be definitely appreciative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even that's if you want to share the post, you know, yeah. all of that is. Is positive energy. Exactly. Dad, somebody donated five dollars and apologize. I'm like, please. What? You know that sometimes that that's like you know you know in years past when I did these fundraisers when you know one of my students would bring in like a jar of coins you know that they had gotten right. from their piggy bank you know and it was like four dollars and fifty three cents you know and yeah. they they give it to me and I'm just kind of getting you know you get kind of like yeah you know, that, that means more sometimes than the right the other donations yeah because, you know this kid went to his room and got this jar and oh, yeah he's giving my this his money to these other children and i'm just right. like okay and then there's yeah. hope for the world so, right 
is that five dollars or four four dollars and fifty three cents means more to those people than the person who's giving a hundred dollars? Yes, sir. you know, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I saw that um, you posted it on on Facebook as well. There's a very talented uh, action figure creator who <laughs> made a, a Dennis figure of the old Ramco uh, Karate Kid figures, and he's been making uh, a lot of lot of the, a lot of figures as well. Yeah. Uh, that one looks pretty cool. He and his buddy Paul Crease, and I'm not sure right. if that's his name, but yeah, they're in UK. Man, you know what? The UK fans are just amazing. Yeah. All the fans are amazing, but those UK fans, they kind of they kind of take it to another level. Right. So shout out to Chris Sharp and Paul Crease. Yeah. I hope they're watching this, but they um done some amazing work. And I was just so flabbergasted that they actually made a dentist on they. They made him more muscular than I've ever been in yeah. my entire life. You know, exactly. it's like he's got this, he's like jacked. And I'm like, right. oh my gosh, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. you know it, it's, it's not quite, but it's almost like they put me on one of those He Man bodies. You remember He Man and the Masters of the Universe? Yeah. You know? Right. You know how, how jacked Skeletor was, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, all right, you right. know. And, uh, yeah. So I, I was very, very tickled about that. And I haven't received it yet. He's going to send it to me. Okay. He wants me to autograph it. but um yeah, I just, yeah i've yeah i've been in touch with him too about it because he's made like you know a ton of different ones he made a, you know sean canaan one you know for um mike barnes and he made an ed one credit get through i'm happy to sign those too like if, if if somebody has something that i'm on like yeah. an action figure or something right and you want to send it to me um you know send it to me just as long as like return postage is included you know yeah. i'm happy to buy, you know just just send it Happy to make people happy. I don't. Of course. Um, you know, I'm. I, I. It's. It's just what I do. You know. So yeah. yeah let me yeah. know, and I'll definitely hook you up with that. Yeah. And, you know, anybody else who gets an action figure. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. it's not every day that you get an action figure. You know. So. Yeah. Exactly. So, right. Yeah. That just makes me so happy. Yeah. It almost reminded me of like the uh, when the Kenner Star Wars figures came back in the mid '90s. The Luke Skywalker one was like he was completely jacked. Yeah, it was like yeah. he'd been in the Tatooine gym or something, you know. Exactly. Like, like, man, what's in that blue milk you've been drinking, dude? Yeah. Because, dude, you are like right. juicing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was a totally different, like, you know, like, yeah. You know, the other ones were somewhat primitive, but there's a charm to them, you know. Right. The, the legs didn't bend, you know, they yeah. would sit like this, they had the square butt, you know, sometimes right. the head were oversized. Yeah. You know? Um, you know the the thing they're doing with action figures today though is amazing. Crazy, you know? yeah. It's like a statue, you know. So, yeah, yeah. yeah my son and I collect, and it's yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I hear you, man. Yeah. But um, yeah, fifty two masters. Check it out on Amazon Prime. Uh, they're entertaining. You'll definitely learn a lot about um, William and all the senseis. Uh, look for the new episodes coming soon. And yeah, St. Jude, check it out on uh, William's page. Give what you can. And uh, well, I really appreciate it. This was fantastic. Well, I uh, had a great time. Since we're talking about 52 Masters, make sure you um, watch the episode with Daryl Vidal. Yes. Who was Vidal. You're right. (laughs) We found out recently was actually the defending champion from the year before, right? Yeah, that's right. uh, legitimate martial artist yeah and uh ron thomas also black belt in japanese jiu-jitsu yeah. uh two you know real deal dudes who spill a lot about their personal lives as well right and, yeah uh wonderful people you know who i'd like to interview is ron thomas's wife stacy she's also uh, black yes yeah, yeah she was in your episode i saw that and uh, yeah, yeah she's a cancer survivor as well that's yeah. right yeah breast cancer pretty amazing woman and she she uh <laughs> She did this matching funds thing, you know, when we were doing our um, fundraiser. And she says, you know, right. it was in the last few minutes. She goes, all right, anybody out there who donates $100 we're in the next few minutes, guess what? Yeah. I'm matching it, you know? And oh, it was wow. just like, you know, come on, everyone's got to get in here and donate. And I think she and her daughter, Ella, ended up donating something like 400 bucks, you know? That's great. Yeah. Away, you know? But, Fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, guys, if you could watch those two episodes and, you know, give. Give love to Daryl and Ron, Sensei Daryl and Sensei Ron, um, both amazing cats, my buddy Sean Kanan. Uh, nice. He's hooked me up for a lot of stuff. You know, we were talking about ghosting, right, Noel? Earlier, right. Ghosting, right? Yeah, absolutely. Here's something about Sean Kanan. Um, 
has never ghosted me, you know. Yeah, me um, neither. <laughs> other people, you know, in the cast, you know, look, they've got millions of fans, some of them, you know, and yeah. it's like, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, I've got a few, but they're really good fans. They're really nice fans, right? Right, dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Sean is pretty significant, man. You know, he's done Variety Kid 3. He did a couple of soap operas, right? Yeah. He created his own soap opera. Right, it's on Amazon Prime, yeah. Actually, I, I got hooked on that thing. It's really good. It's really you're, good. You're doing, you say season two, man. You left us hanging. I know, so, and it's, yeah. But that's easy to watch, too, yeah. You know what? He, he gets back to people, you know? Like, yeah. you, you, you leave a message for him, he, he does it. You ask him for something, if he can do it, he'll do it. And yeah. he's, he's, he's a real dude in, in many, many different ways. That's yeah. why he's my buddy, man. He, you know, he's, he's been there for me when a lot of people weren't. So, you know, uh, I do appreciate that. And I, I, you know, I wish all the success for all these guys. Absolutely. Know? And for every, everybody, you know, and, and for you too, my friend, you know. And, Likewise. You know, these are, the, these are the types of shows I like to be on, you know, where it's just yeah. real talk with real people, you know, good people right. doing great things, right? And yeah. <laughs> what an honor and a pleasure it is for me to be on this show. Uh, the pleasure is all mine having, having you on, William, and this, this was great. But oh, Thank um, you. Yeah, nothing but the best going forward for you. Thank you. Let's keep in touch. Let me Definitely. know anything else you need, right? Fans, you can get in touch with me on my Instagram, William Christopher Ford. That's the best way to get in touch with me, probably. Um, Email is kaizendojofilms at gmail.com. But um, yeah, Instagram, you know, I'm, mm. I'm pretty accessible. Right. Yeah. Not as nice as Susan Gallagher, but I'm working on it. Right. You know? <laughs> right. She's just had a birthday. <laughs> She's uh, very, very nice to the fans. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's I love awesome. her. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Thank Take you. Care. Take care. Bye. And a special thanks to William for joining me today. Follow him on Twitter at SenseiWC Ford. Go check out 52 Masters. It's on Amazon Prime. You can find episodes also on YouTube. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the first null 19 or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. The show can be found on SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. A new episode comes out every week. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you next week.